folks, welcome to the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And as always, we got the almost guy, Real Redneck, Mr. Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? Good evening. Uh, I'm in the presence of greatness tonight uh, with Mr. <laughs> Todd, Todd Millard. The two, 2% of the world that can multitask at the same Only time. Only 2% so gonna... of people can multitask. I have looked this up, folks, and yes, you're welcome, Bill. I am I am listening to you and talking on a microphone at the same time. I call that yeah. multitasking. I would uh, I would say you're right on fire with 2% <laughs> of the world. Yeah, I'm I and I bet right now your brother who who always listens while he's driving, multitask. 2%. I bet you he's doing the same thing. And, and probably having his super healthy breakfast on a Monday morning. <laughs> you should see what this kid eats. I'm telling you you would not believe he's the reason why um, it, it, I'm not even sure what it is. Uh, KFC came up with the the two chicken patties and the baked potato and stuff in the middle and the bacon. Can, <laughs> this with this kid, yeah, he'll go. That's his like breakfast. A liter of pop a day. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee you. He's I know to he right drinks now. the he pop when he when he came oh, for the yeah. goose hunt. I'm like, can I get your coffee? No, I got a pop. <laughs> like yeah. what? Yeah, he's a pillar of health right now, and he'll probably outlive all of us. Right? Yeah, he's he's pickled from the inside. He's he's preserved. (laughs) Oh, we love you, Jay. We love you. (laughs) Yeah. So he did find out about the Big Ten. He did. I got a text message. Yeah. yeah, it was very quickly. And then he hit the on stand. <laughs> yeah, he was he was out this week too, but uh, fortunately enough, it was in a different spot. Yeah, he got the big zero, just like the rest of us this week. So, oh yeah, that's how it goes. Loving it. Yeah, it is one of those uh, times of the year where it's still nice to get out in the bush. But I don't know. Do you believe in the October lull? I yeah. Yes and no. So, as again, hey, has there ever been a podcast? Can I just prelude this with? Has there ever been a podcast where I have said this? Good, this this might sound cocky. <laughs> this yeah. might sound <laughs> I think it's only happened about forty some odd times. You are in so. the presence of greatness, Bill. That's right. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, so I got it. There's there's twofold to that to that question to twofold answer the my theory is yes there is a lull but is it in deer no but is it in bucks yes so i if you follow redneck country on facebook i've got to learn the instagram thing oh we all do bill you are set up on the facebook and instagram thing where you can you can actually go live and share some stuff too just letting you know but anyway, yeah i, I that digress sounds like some I, I have a hard <laughs> enough time you know getting up in the tree stand without falling down and you want me to go live yeah, you gotta, that phone will be at the base of my tree stand and i'll be going live for 25 minutes put your with the tea. phone pointing up yeah, put your tea down come out of the tree get, yeah there you go put my tea put down, your tea down, down to go live on your on facebook i get it i get it the tea's more important scotty set up i mean there's a bunch of people with access that uh, a few a few do uh, but it's predominantly me and so i do if you follow our redneck country facebook which is facebook.com slash the redneck country um trust me i've had some hate mail on another one that people thought was posting some scantily clad individuals and they're like what is that no 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 that's not us that's not us but anyway (laughs) the redneck country um but i i go this time of year i typically and this is where it's going to sound cocky and arrogant i go live every time i'm in the stand with deer walking by this this year's been a little slower for me because i've kind of gone into the more thick 
looking for the big buck and versus waiting with my stand out in Doland for the rut to turn on for the big buck to come out of the thick. So key, yeah. key in on that. Uh, any, any newer hunters, if, if you're big buck hunting early season, it, as, as bad as it is, you got to be careful. You're not going to bust a bedding area, but those big bucks, I'm sorry to say, they're not coming in the field in the daylight. They're not going to be walking or there's a reason they're that big. And they're, they are, they, they probably are walking in the daylight a little bit here and there, but they're in the thick on Facebook and whatnot. When people are posting trail camera pictures, 90 plus percent of those trail camera pictures are in the dark or big bucks. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now you move that trail camera right to the thick and my gosh, be sent free and all that fun stuff, but you get it to the thick, you're going to have bucks. You're not going to have does where there's a lot of does in the daytime because does will move in the day, but you want that big buck and, and little, little bucks will move in the day, but you want that big buck. It's, it's in the thick. So this year I did, I moved to the, I've moved to some thicker bush in the early season with Scotty's climber, just so I could try to get ahead of the rut and see if I can arrow one of them big beasts and without still busting up bedinary, you really got to know the land uh, to do it. So, but typically I've passed up, I would say on average, and this is a number me and Scott throw around before the rut turns on and we'll get out on the weekends up until, you know, the ruts now starting to kick in. It's really going to hit next weekend, I believe. So up until this upcoming weekend, I would say we typically, I would film 18 to 20 deer live on Facebook with my phone. And so lol, not in deer, but in bucks. Now, after this weekend, it's going to be a lot more box. And so I do believe that, yeah, there is the lull. Now we're just, again, it sounded arrogant, but I, I really do chalk it up to the land that we have permission on as well. Yeah. That's got to be something, something to be said too. Cause we talked about this in previous podcasts about kind of the number one, two things. That's kind of one of the first few podcasts we did when, uh, when Scotty was still on with us there, we talked about, Hey, what's your number one must have. And all of us oh, kind yeah. of said, land that holds deer yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah if absolutely you, if you're hunting in my backyard you just heard it a few minutes ago yeah, coyotes crazy howling back there probably 50 yards in the back uh, there there's no deer gonna be coming coming back there you gotta have deer sounded like a bunch of protesters out there i was waiting for something to be burnt <laughs> down <laughs> yeah i didn't send you the video but, <laughs> but they found out where you live bill <laughs> yeah. yeah that's all right i'll just sit there oh, sit funny. on my porch on, on my chair i drink my tea and watch you protest <laughs> not my bull not my rodeo <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome but yeah but, so i do believe in the there is a law there's definitely a law in buck activity and if you're not in the right spot, there's definitely a lull in, in all deer activity. And then come the rut, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are because the does are running away from the bucks and the bucks are running to the does. And so it, you're just in the woods. Something's going to run by you. So it won't feel like such a lull. So, yeah, that's why I say it's like a double-edged sword. But I don't think there's a lull in activity. I just think that there is a lull because it's not the rut and those big bucks are hanging back. And the, the, the does are on their set path, their set course that they take every day. Like I could tell you right now, if I went and sat in my stand, the same four does would be walking by me to go to the beans at the exact same time. Yeah. Every time I'm in there. Yeah. So. And that's, that's what it is up North. When I reviewed the trail camera photos and I guess, yeah, I guess that's part of the issue with me down here doing a lot of public land hunting. It's, I don't have the opportunity to pattern, to leave a stand, to, 
you know, not necessarily have a trail camera up there to watch. Uh, yep. So yep. I'm, I'm going off based basic sign and and see some hope. people right now are like, yeah, me too. But I think that's awesome. There's oh, not a I'm greater. Not yeah, I know. Hey, we talked about this last week. There's not a greater yeah. feeling than walking into a new place, finding a new spot to hang your climber, hang your stand, put up your tent, not knowing what's there. It's sitting yeah. with the anticipation, right? That's my anti-camera theory, yeah, right? Because you, you, you're, you're going with an expectation. Yeah, you're right. That I, I'm going with an anticipation and, and knowing that, hey, I've seen deer here before. The sign is is there for for everything to be right. If the deer move, great. You know, if they don't, well, better luck next time. You got it. For yep. for me, the, the frustrating part, you know, and it's not frustrating against you or anybody else, is seeing all the deer on camera and not seeing anything walk by, knowing that they're there. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like yeah. I've I've tried. We've talked about this too, and I was hoping we can touch on it a little bit. You you seem to have a lot of success calling and rattling. I do. I do. But and I, I do a lot of it. Makes that well, and, and I ask, and I'm going to ask a, a couple of times. Do you think that has to do with buck to doe ratios, uh, or your ability? You know to what? Be such a Let 2% me, expert. Caller? Uh, well, like, yeah, I mean, because I'm a multitasker, right? So I can sit <laughs> and rattle at the same time in a tree stand. So, but no, it's I, I don't I don't know. I started a long, long time ago because I remember I was in astonishment the first time I watched. Uh, Michael Waddell, real tree road trips, do this snort wheeze thing with his fingers over his mouth and noses. <laughs> like what the heck? And I watched on camera, this buck come traipsing right in like it wanted to rip a piece of him. And I'm like, whoa. And I'd never typically called until I didn't even have rattling antlers at this point in time. And I had a grunt call just because dad bought me one. I think I had a doble, you know, the can that uh, yeah. goes, turn it over and goes, yeah. right. So it might, my, my, I can tell you the very first time I used, I used that, that worked. I had a monster nine pointer come up behind me before we had tree stands, black powder sitting on the ground, high weeds right on the edge of the field in the same spot. My dad hunted the very first place he's ever hunted. Uh, deer. And so I, I, I got to adopt that spot. I'm sitting on the ground because we don't have tree stands and I'm in the weeds. I mean, I got nothing around me. I don't even have a chair. I'm sitting on the ground. And uh, so I'm, I'm hitting this and then I hear snap, snap behind me. And I look and 20 yards behind me is a, is like a, a scissor ravine. I call it like a V right. That it comes gradual up into the field and I'm sitting on the edge watching the field. And for the record, where my tree stand is today that is called the magic spot that we've talked about on previous podcasts where I've shot four deer in one morning in like an hour and then had a fifth buck there that I'm messaging. Going, yeah. Can I use another tag? That's the spot, but I'm sitting on the ground and I hadn't shot a deer yet ever. And, uh, I'm using this thing and I hear this and I look back and I see the head of this giant nine stomping at the ground and grunting at me face to face, less than like less than 30, it may be a bit more than 20 and came to that call. Up to me just playing, grunting and grunting, grunting, like doing like this, thinking, okay, if I'm a doe and I'm a buck, I'm a doe and I'm a buck. And and it worked. And so from there, that kind of ignited me a little bit. I got me some, went and found some rattling antlers, you know, start finding, hey, who's got antlers? Anybody got an extra antler? Anybody got some antlers they don't want? Can I have a pair of antlers? Da, 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 da. And that was tough and found them. Yeah, and so, sure. Does. Nobody wants to get rid of their uh... Oh yeah. So it, if they found them. It, and it was, but I, but I did, I got, a, I got a couple, I, I, they were big. I mean, they were, they were, I think they were too big. 
that it yep. might have scared little bucks away. But so, so and, 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 yeah, okay, just to not cut your story off no. too much here, but from from antlers, there's two schools of thoughts: synthetic and real. Yeah, I used and to have I, those and rattle heard, bags and stuff. Yeah, no, I, I bought everything. I bought uh, you know uh, synthetic antlers, which I use. I bought the the I don't know, the click together type thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I know what you're talking bags. about. It's like a plastic piece that it's twist. You, right, right. Yeah. Right. It's like a massage, you know a back massager. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's great because you can carry it easily, but I just don't get the feel of a real set of antlers. Yeah. I don't have a set, but I was listening to a guy down in Texas one time talking Texas, as far as I'm concerned, they rattle a lot of bucks in on ranches and farms and stuff like that, whatever. But uh, which I'm not pro. Or I think there's whatever. a lot of high fence hunting down there too. Oh, I, I do too. Yeah. A lot of these shows and stuff, you're seeing it. Yeah. And the guys, guys are in there. I've been down the guys, there, been to Houston and that, and, and, and been to a guy that owned a high fence and, yeah. and big box, man. Like the, their boardroom was insanity, but anyway. Sure. So. Yeah. But with those guys down there, when they rattled, they said the deer can actually smell the horns rattling or the, the when you're rattling that the odor of the heating antlers gives off a oh, come well. on. and i'm like how long are you it, rubbing them together right right <laughs> this, this is where i'm thinking okay Dude, i'm not sure. rattling long yeah, enough sure. to create a fire i'm not a survivalist i'm hunting but i'm also practicing for that tv yeah. show alone <laughs> So again, it's all, it, you hear, you can hear all kinds of stuff from all kinds of people that have gone to guide services and gone to that. And, and at the end of the day, you have done things that have worked because you've been in the bush. I'll tell you what, you've, well, and I just try it cause I just caution to the wind, uh, but, yeah. but yeah, that snort wheeze is my number one. I mean, I don't yeah. even care. Some guys will say, Oh, that'll scare deer. And, and even Mawadell will say it's his last go-to. But once I seen him use that and I, I did it. So I was the next year after that, I, I didn't shoot that nine. He turned and ran. I took a shot and he dipped down and, and, and I missed. And so the next year I was sitting on the stand on the edge of this field. It was the worst place stand on the planet, but I had already shot. I think I had already shot a deer on the Monday and this was, might've been the Tuesday. So let somebody else have all the good spots. I'm going to sit on the edge of this field. And I mean, I'm on the edge. I, I like stands 10 yards in the bush. If I'm going to watch the edge of a field, which uh, awesome. And Scotty has to have a stand on the edge of a field. No, no, but my let's talk about that for 10 seconds here. Sure. My feeling is big bucks don't come into the field until the last little possible light. True. So, True. so if I'm 10 yards into the bush, that deer is staging there looking at the field before he goes. Oh yeah. No, no, no. And, and yeah, don't get me wrong. Like Scotty's Scotty stand. He needs to be able to shoot to the field, but he won't be on the edge. He's got to be 10 yards in. Yeah. Right. Cause he wants the cover, but still yeah. when the rut turns on, I mean, they're coming, those does are going to the sure. field. Those bucks are coming to the field and it doesn't matter what time, but he's gotta be, he's gotta be 10 yards. This stand was not that this stand is on a tree on the edge of the field with no leaves, <laughs> no other trees. I like it is just, you're there. And so, in fact, I put a picture on a couple of years ago of dad getting out of it and he wears a full blown orange coverall suit when we're black powder hunting and he had a tree harness on. He looked like a giant pumpkin <laughs> coming. And so I took a picture of him sitting in this tent. There's nothing but him. He is a solid ball of orange sitting up in that tree stand. I'm like, look, the great pumpkins come to hunt. And yeah. uh, so that's the stand. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go sit in. I hate it because I feel like if I move, I'm going to be pegged. So yeah. at... 400 yards, I could see a deer 
a buck walking in the edge of the woods, 10 yards in. And it's walking and there's a little ravine and I'm on the edge of that ravine, but I'm up, I'm in that field. Right. And so I could see him. He's coming around. He's, he's not going to come to me. He's sniffing over that edge and it's a bedding area down in there. So I could see his nose. And so I rattled. He looked, went back to, and it looked like he was going to disappear. I grunt. He looked, went back to looking over that that uh, ravine down in that bedding area. And it was, I thought he's going to just disappear. I threw down. (laughs) He stopped and looked like intense and I didn't want to move, but it it was just like a stare down. Don't look him in the eye, but it was a stare down. And so I did it again (laughs) and I'll be darn on a string. Did he close 400 yards in 10 seconds? I mean, he come trotting across that field like he was the Mac daddy going to kick my butt. Ten yards in the field, below my stand, staring up at me, staring at me, stomping the ground and snorting. I slowly, I didn't know what to do. I can't move technically, right? Like you would think, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. You you didn't get your gun up. I mean, he closed that gap in 10 seconds. I couldn't move. I'm like, I got to slowly get my gun up. And when he runs, I've got to take the shot. Right. So my gun's leaning against the rail of the stand. I slowly reach down really, really, really slow. I grab it. I'm slowly, I'm thinking he's going to run any minute. I'm ready to throw this gun up and stand up. I'm sitting down. I slowly bring it up the whole time. He's (laughs) and he's stopping. I'm like, what is going on? Slowly pick it up. I shoulder it. I put it on his shoulder. I hold it there. (laughs) I cock the hammer. The done deer the down, whole down he time goes. he stood there i could not and i'm in i mean he watched me pick up my gun he had n- i i don't i don't i don't get it that was magical to me at that moment i, I, I really don't know if you got blind deer down there well but <laughs> right the one that tried to run scotty like <laughs> yeah, it's the genetic yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's yeah, I, but it's it's just one of those things that to me you guys, it doesn't even matter what, what you throw down for sound. They come in. I, I rattled, uh, when I went out Saturday, I rattled three different times. And I get really nervous about rattling from like don't, half an hour I'm before telling you, last don't do night. It. I'm telling you, don't get nervous. I got I got wow. stories from this week alone. Don't do it. Don't worry. And, and I'll tell you, anytime they're like, oh, it isn't rattling time yet. The rut's not on. It don't matter. I'm going to tell you right now from this last two weeks. But you carry your story on, and then I will back up my... Well, what I was going to say is it, it, for the last hour, like if sunset is at 6.30, from 6 o'clock till 7, I am not moving. My eye, my my crossbow, my gun, really? whatever I got. I think that's time to relax. I'm the opposite. Oh. I'm like, now's the time because... I think, so I, let me, before I go on about my story, uh, let me, let me tell you that I believe that the bucks are, are bolstered at that time. They're confident. It's now the sun, they're feeling safer. The sun's going down. They're now moving more. And, and I don't know what it is, but they're, they're cocky little turds at that time. Honestly, maybe I'll grunt. That's maybe when I'll I start grunt a little bit. grunting, rattling, snort, wheezing, man, uh, I'm hitting them with the You mix. rattle then too. Oh, nonstop, nonstop. My, Every my five minutes. Th- yeah, my worry that every five minutes, every five use? minutes, at five minutes for the last half hour, every five minutes. Let me tell you, and I'll tell you this week alone. So on, I don't even know what day it was. Maybe you know because I think I messaged you. But um, 
man, I can't remember which day it was. I, I was out quite a few times, but it was, it was last week. Rut's not really on. I mean, you're seeing some scrapes, you're seeing some rubs, but Scotty believes that's the juvenile, you know, market and, and big boys marking their territory and stuff and getting ready pre-rut kind of stuff. But, um, but anyway, so I get in there and I'm, I was hunting an afternoon and I didn't see anything. And I got my trail camera in this spot. And I know that the does were coming out sometime, you know, around five thirty, five o'clock, five thirty, and it's dark by around quarter after seven. And so I, I'm there waiting and waiting. And, and every now and then I will rattle when I first get in, I will grunt when I first get in, my brother-in-law said this, and it stuck with me is as soon as he gets in, because he's making a racket, he'll rattle to, to, he says, if there's any mature bucks in the area, his theory is, Oh, I heard that. I heard something coming in and they didn't move. They didn't leave. They didn't run. So he'll rattle and they're like, oh, just another buck, another couple bucks. Okay. And might make them curious to come out, but at least sets their mind at ease that that's what they yeah. heard. That's his theory. So I'll do that when I get in and then I'll sit there for a while because I get on my phone and I, I lose track of time. And, um, but then I, I will pick it up every now and then I'll rattle, I'll grunt just here and there. And, and probably a half an hour, every half an hour, because I've, I've heard guys say, you know, it takes half an hour for a, a big mature buck to hear you rattle. And he'll, they'll start their way there. And absolutely on a rattle, my brother-in-law has had him come running during the rut, jump out of the woods into the field and shot him at 10 yards when he's been sitting there and he rattled. I've never had them come like that to a rattle. I've had them come like that to a snort wheeze to a rattle. They will start their journey, but it will take some time. And their big boys will go all the way around to downwind and come in downwind from a rattle. Cause they're going to yeah. come in and investigate. It's but so, so yeah, I've never had them come running and, and direct at my brother-in-law has, but I haven't. So I get in, I'll rattle, I'll rattle, rattle, but the last half hour. So I'm, I'm in a spot. I'm again, I am 20 yards exactly as per the range finder off the edge of this bean field. And to my left, it goes for about 200 yards to a ravine. That 200 yards is where all the deer come. They're, they're walk that ravine, come up out, walk right up a deer trail into the beans, got to walk past me to get to the bean field. So I know this. So it, 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 right before 6, 630, you know, it's getting dark around seven, quarter after seven in the woods. It's, it's probably darker before it is out, out in the field, yeah, obviously, sure. right? So but I think quarter after seven would be the legal shooting time. So around seven o'clock, it's getting tough to see in the woods. Uh, especially on a cloudy night. So I'll, I will start rattling. Well, then Friday night, I know for sure it's Friday night. So I'm sitting there in the stand Friday night. It's now 630, 25 after six, every five minutes I'm rattling. I'm, I'm, I'm grunting. Well, I can hear branches breaking cause it got to be calm and it's dark. It's, it's getting dark. It's, it's 630. I can hear branches breaking way back in. So I start burp, burp. And I rattle and I don't know if it's a doe or buck. I'm only buck hunting right now, but I want whatever to come to me and see me. Well, from that, all of a sudden from the other way, a doe shows up 10 yards from me. I had just, I'm rattling every five minutes, Bill. And I mean, three rattles in and this doe shows up to my right and she's just pussyfooting around my stand. I watch her. She's under my feet. I'm staring at her through the rungs of my stand. I hear more. I rattle again. She don't care. She's right below me. Now I've got something coming. The other, another doe shows up from that ravine. And now she's mousing and grousing around. I'm, I can hear more way back in there. I'm grunting. Well, now it's getting dark. And now something, what I thought was bigger, and it might be my mind, starts coming. But now it's pitch black. It was, and actually, yes, legal shooting time was 710. So at, 
at eight minutes after seven, it is so dark. I can't see the one doe that was right below me is five yards away. I can see her silhouette. I can hear deer walking around me. And I'm guessing another, there is probably four other deer within 20 yards of me walking around. I can't see now. It is that black in the woods. I now have to pack up. I legally have to have this bow in a case in two minutes and I can't see anyway. So my only hope was within those two minutes, a giant buck walks under my ladder so I could actually see the silhouette of it, see that it has big antlers, be able to see my pins in the moonlight and shoot it. Ain't going to happen. So I reach up and I'm thinking crossbow. Yeah. yeah, Light and scope. I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) So I'm going, okay, what, what do I do here? What do I got to do? Well, I don't want to, I'm really cautious if there's a big buck about him knowing I'm a human sitting here. So I, I start grunting and snort wheezing, Bill, those four that I could hear come closer. They come no. closer and it's pitch black and I can't see them. I can only hear them and see just silhouettes walking to me. I'm like, mm, they won't. I snort wheeze. They don't move. They don't care. They're looking at me. It's black. They're looking at me. All right. So I undo my ratchet strap from my, I take my ozonics off. Well, the one below me, here's the plastic of, and the metal little pin there hit. And so she kind of and stops. Yeah, she so she's like 10 yards now. Okay. That, that's what I want. I don't want them blowing. I don't want them freaking out. Just go away. Go, go away. away. Yeah. I got to get out of the sand. Go away. So I take that down. Well, then I reach up and hit the ratchet. And when I pop that ratchet, click. something right behind me, below me, because I'm now facing the tree I'm in, it and gone and takes it well and it didn't take off off it took about eight leaps which is enough to probably put 30 yards on us yeah and stopped and i was like whoa that wasn't that was big but i don't know and so i get that all done i get down and they had they had dissipated away from me and now i walk out go over and meet scotty get in truck away we go so that was rattling snort wheezing so, grunting, no, no, no. those bucks did there. not care so from a rattling sequence you know you watch the shows i hit them about three I, times and there is no rhyme or reason i mean i'm a, I, I do it at three like i'll do it for 20 to 30 seconds and i will do it three times in a row with maybe a five second break dude i'm tenacious i'm like and i get this feeling this is fun and then I'll stop and I'll listen. Do I hear any feet? Do I hear any branches breaking? Nope. Okay. And I'll go again for another 20 seconds, 25. I'll do that three kidding? freaking times. Are and you grunting the same time and, you're at? Well, no. And then I'll stop sometimes, but not a lot. I used to I'd do like a sequence, but no. And then I'll wait. I'll put them down. Five minutes later, I'll pick up my grunt call because I'm bored and I'll bark, 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 bark. And then I'll bark, bark. Mark, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. And those, that's when those does, everything came in. They're not scared. They're, I, I they're am, used to hearing so this. Nervous about ruining a hunt by something that I nope. do. No dice. That I don't do enough, maybe. Yep. I guarantee. And For I, all you the know years, what? I mean, I've been successful. Don't get and me wrong. I've been successful. Don't overcall. I think I've said this on every podcast we've done that we've talked about calling animals. And I say it's bullcrap. Turkeys call freaking crazy. They say, oh, you can overcall. Bullcrap. If they're responding, you're not calling enough. I just, I keep on it. I let them know I'm there. I, have you ever heard a hen in the bush that's not getting attention? The darn yeah, thing yeah, won't she, shut the frick up. 
I don't stop. Now, the opposite of that is goose calling. I don't, I, you know that. I only answer when they honk. That I do believe. You start, well, watch how good of a goose caller you are. Well, you can be a goose, good goose caller. You'll be a bad hunter. <laughs> it's, all they can hear is the, huh? The, the high pitch high ball is what all I believe they can hear. And, and then when they're coming in, if they need a comfort, they'll go, Murr. And you just answer back. Murr. Just answer. Yep. That's it. And that's and what you, we did. We had some success. You got her. They but from, from beer, it doesn't sound natural to me to call continuously. Oh, and see, I used to think that until I had the, the, the one morning I had a hot dough come in just at first light in black powder in the magic stand. And she stopped right on the edge of the, I'm, I'm 20 yards in off the corner. No, I'm, I'm 10 yards. No, 15 yards. We'll, we'll split the difference off the corner of the field, up against a ravine. And they cut the corner through this magic spot. Right. So I had a hot dough come up out of the ravine to my left where that big nine point, I just told the story about come up. She walked right in front of me at five yards, right below me at five yards and walked past me, walked right. And it is first light. She stood right there in the edge of that field. And it was a bean field at the time, cut, done out. And she's eating beans. I took my gun. I cocked the hammer. I put it on her shoulder. Just as I was about to squeeze off, I heard burp, 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 burp. And I'm like, I've only ever heard this a few times. This is a, that's a, that's a buck grunt, but I've never heard him grunt that much. It was every second burp, burp, Every step that buck took and I could, he was down below me in the ravine. He came up the side of that ravine and every step he grunted every single step. Bark, 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 all the way up to right in front of me until I put a bullet in his shoulder and bark, bark. He stopped grunting then, but, <laughs> but the next one, it I just got my gun reloaded. And I hear, I'm literally just reloaded it, muzzle loader, just finished putting the bullet down. Mark, 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 mark. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it comes up, and, and that one I shot, it ran past me with a bullet in it. And it come up, I shot it in the exact same spot, and it ran the exact same way. <laughs> and no lie, it wasn't five minutes. I got reloaded again. And and I thought, thinking, ah, should I get down and go see if I could just follow some blood? And I, mark, mark. Mark, mark, mark. Ever since that day, I have never been afraid to call like a crazy man on a grunt call too. Because when they got a hot dough, that's what they do. And a lot of guys will go, "That's you're grunting too much? Yeah. Have you ever heard him on a hot, hot dough? Because I have. That dough was on fire because she had four bucks. I shot four deer that morning, all coming up to her. That one dough that came in first light and every one of them was bark. Mark, 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 nonstop. Every step they were they were grunting. So from that, I learned, man, you, you there you, there is no such thing. They're used to this. They know they hear that rant, rattling antlers, right? They they hear this. They 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 come. They are a curious animal. They want to see what it is. They hear yeah. grunts. They know all of this. It's natural to them. Yeah, I guess there's something to be said for you know. I mean, you've seen it live, so that that's. Well, and let me tell you, so then I go back out Saturday morning and it's first light. I'm in that same stand and it's, it's before it's light. And I, and my, here's my theory when it's dark, they're comfy. So it's probably 15 minutes before light. 
I know there's no deer around me. I got in, you know, 10 minutes ago is probably when I finally got situated. So you sit there for 10 minutes in the dark. feels like a long time. I know I got 15 minutes before first light, before legal shooting, which was like 10 after seven and uh, eight after seven, something like that. And so I know I got that, that long. So I'm sitting there and I thought, you know what? I just walked in. I put my, my Ozonics on. I got all my stuff ready. I made a little bit of racket. Rick's theory, my brother-in-law's theory, let them know I'm a buck. Typically you don't do this in the dark, but they're comfy in the dark. Something just said to me again, oh yeah, they're comfy in the dark. Grab my antlers, start banging them together. No lie. It wasn't three minutes and I hear come right, right up. And all I could see is silhouette. And the darn thing stood at 58 yards trying to figure out what I was from then. And I was grunting and it's looking and I could see the head moving. I can't see if it's got horns or not. I can range find it because it's light enough that I can see its body and kind of see its head moving. I can see it turn around. I can see it turn back and I'm grunting and, and stuff. And I range find it 58 yards, 10 after seven. It is now legal shooting time. I have a 60 yard pin. I can't see if it's got antlers. It's still that dark in the woods. And it turned around and it slowly sauntered away. But heartbreaking. It came to me. But it was there. Rattling. Grunting. That's it. Yeah. Does not. I'm telling you. And does don't think they're afraid. They're not, man. I've had more does come to a rattle than bucks. So, yeah, sorry. Well, that I was mean, a long-winded way no, to that's say. Good. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear how you're doing it, what you're seeing, because every you know, time I, I, and I, Scotty will say, I'm not taking my antlers yet. Not yet. And, and I do day one antler, uh, rattling yeah. antlers and, and call. And, and I don't care because uh, they're used to hearing it. it yeah. It might've been a while ago. They heard it, but they're used to hearing it and they're curious and they want to come see. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take uh, Cheyenne out. Uh, I think on, Sunday morning. I mean, you know, I'm going to do the midday hunt type thing again. I say let her go to town whenever she feels like it. Don't give yeah. her any pre preconditioned thoughts or anything. Just say you rattle and you call when you think you need to. I yeah. guarantee well, you she'll she, do it every half an hour because she'll do it when she gets bored. She'll be bored. And it'll work. Yeah. I'm going to take her up because we're going to, she can hunt. She got her own license. She got, uh, we can hunt two crossbows if we wanted to, which I may bring. Absolutely. You will. Yeah, why not? I'm going to bring both crossbows. We'll sit on the ground because it's easier than trying to put a stand up and all that kind of stuff in County Bush. So we'll, we'll scout out a spot. It'll be a nice learning opportunity for her. Stay away from the poison we'll ivy. Some, yeah. Well, Leaves of oh, three. Oh. Leave them be. <laughs> Leave them be. Yeah, this is going to be another learning opportunity for <laughs> for my family. Stay away from that that stuff. But oh, that's Yeah, awesome. I'm going to look for some sign. I mean, I wish we had a little bit of snow or a little bit of uh, – um, yeah, it's something that we can do better, better tracking job, but we'll see. We'll get out there and, and I'm going to call and I'm going to call yeah. and I'm going to call. Hey, and you just reminded another guy. I was just in the book. When was that? What night was that? Sunday night? Sunday night. I was in the bush and I'm in the spot where the big blade buck is. And so I had turkeys galore live on Facebook, had turkeys galore. They don't care about rattling either, by the way, folks. In fact, I think the hens hmm. came to it, but I had turkeys at 10 yards uh, the whole nine yards, but it come up to the, it was getting dark and it was cloudy and windy and it got dark 10 minutes before it should have started to get dark, which sucked. It was still legal shooting time. I was rattling, grunting, snort wheezing like crazy more than I've ever done in the last 20 minutes. And I had five deer come right in. Now it is still legal time, but dark. And all I'm thinking is it's still legal. 
It's still legal. If I can get them to five yards, I can see them. They came to 10 yards, stomping the ground, <laughs> snorting back at me. They wouldn't. I was in a climber. I unhooked my Ozonics, did all of oh, that. By the way, before you get too far, yeah. how heavy is that climber? I don't know. I'm going to weigh it. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> what, I just wondering. What? Why, Bill? <laughs> well, I think it's like 75, 80 pounds. Yeah, it's no it's the I climber mean, built for men. I was kind of surprised to see what I saw. Might be 150, actually. It's for the deluxe model. who's out there that has a climber. Scotty's a big boy. Right? It's Scotty's climber, so it's got to hold Scotty. So it might be 200 plus. The whole point of a climber is to put it on your back and walk into your stand. What do you need a cart for? Didn't it's that wheel walk. not squeak when you go across the uh, no, field they're greased. to get into your They're greased spot? good. It's a long walk, man. It's Could a long job. walk. Good job you got an Ozonics to, to cover the grease smell yeah, right? your, your cart. Fridge cart. Believe, fridge cart, folks. It's the best thing ever. You put a, put just bungee cord your climber to a fridge cart and you can walk right on in. Sorry, I cut you off. To it's all good. Up, it's so. a pain in the butt carrying that thing, and you got your pack and your bow oh, and everything else. You work out daily. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fat guy that sits in an office all day. Fat, long yeah, carry, right. Here we go. Bull <laughs> I carry crap. my stand in there. I was a kilometer and a half back in the bush, uphill both ways. Yeah, I uh-huh. carried my, my stand. Didn't break but, a sweat. But you, but your stand didn't weigh 200 plus pounds. A big stand. Well, you just see all the stuff I put in my pack, though. I strapped two of this. Well, day. see, and that's me too. I got a whack load of stuff in the pack. I got two pee bottles. I got, I got yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I was, they came in, they were 15 yards. 15 yards. I'm thinking if they close that gap, I could at least see them. I'll be able to shoot one, stomping and, and snorting and, and smacking the ground. And I mean, they were walking by till I rattled. They walked, then they stopped and came to me. They were 30 yards. They came to 15 yards, four, five deer, five deer. And I couldn't get them close enough because it was already dark to see. Then they wouldn't leave. So I unhooked my Ozonics, did all that. I had one that stayed 15 yards the whole time I came down the tree in my climber. It did not walk away until I got out of the climber. Hmm. Not funny. But they came no. to the call. They were walking by. They came to my call. I called them in because I could see their silhouettes and hear them and I wanted to see what they were. So I called and they came in. So yeah, folks, you cannot rattle and grunt enough and you will not scare nothing. I tell you, the only time I've scared deer is when they were on high alert and then you hit it. I will tell you that Saturday morning or Sunday morning, whenever it was that I I had that one come in the silhouette against the tree. When I left, I went across to the bedding area wondering if I could, you know, grunt up a big boy because the bed and area is not that big. So I went and stood on the edge of the bed and area, which is down in a ravine down below. And so it's growing up really thick. I walked really slowly grunting, burr, burr, and then stop. And I'd look over the edge and try to look through the sumac down in the weeds to see if I could see a, a sleeping buck. Nope. Walk 20 yards more in the, in the bean field that's cut now. So I could walk pretty quiet, get to the close of the edge and look over. And then I was walking, burr, burr. I got, I probably did it four times. Probably went a hundred yards I went over the edge, really slow, really quiet, and I'm looking and I can't see anything. I picked up my call and I went, and two does blasted out of there like you would not believe, but they were already on edge because I was coming along grunting and making noise. That's the only time that has actually scared them. If they're they're on alert, high alert, and you hit hit a call, that's a bad deal. If they've got you pegged and they're looking at you and they're they're within 100, well, within 80 yards, 
Yeah, I'm a little leery then because they're well, they're knowing something's not right. But if they're hey. 100 plus, oh my gosh, hit them with the world. If they're not knowing you're there and they're just sauntering by, hit them with the world. They're coming. I had a deer last year at uh, when I sit in the Taj Mahal up at the, uh, the, the hunting camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sipping your and tea. Yeah, the, lazy the, boy. the heater wasn't on. It. Yeah, but the lazy boy was out there with the, the footstool and the whole work. Did your waiter and wake I, you and go, eh. excuse me, sir, there is a deer at nine o'clock out the far right window? <laughs> he, he didn't, but, you know, he should have because I tell you what happened, though, that, that, this was me trying to be a hero and call that deer in. And I think if I just had to let him come, he would have come on his own. Oh, but I had you got bolt. overzealous? I did. I, I absolutely did. It was the uh, first day we were up there because when we go up for the rifle hunt, we always the day try to get up the there a couple yeah. of days before to hunt with the bull, right? And the Taj Mahal is a great spot, but it's typically more rifle of a range. A rifle range. Yep. So, but you know what? It was it was nice. I wanted to get up there just to see what the world had to offer. And uh, the, the, the Saturday night, I'm sitting in the Taj Mahal and, and sure enough, right out in front of me, 185 yards or so out of the, the cedars comes a, a big nine. And he was a monster. One of the biggest deer that I've seen up there, you know, not on camera. Cause we've got some big deer that we always see on camera, yeah. but 10 points, Jay, he's got a 10 yeah. point on camera, Jay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for, thanks for that. <laughs> you know what? Side note. I've also, I listened to our last podcast and I got to say, I apologize to everybody. I, I'm going to laugh out of the mic now. That bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, but it bothers me. I'm like, wow, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta mute my mic. I need a laugh thing that just mutes me from <laughs> a when laugh I start laughing. <laughs> yeah, a cough button, but for a laugh. <laughs> but oh. yeah, so this this big guy comes out, and I'm I got the crossbow in hand. I'm like, there's no way that he's gonna come fast enough. The, the amount of distance he's got to cover, and it was long time before legal shooting time was over. I could have waited there and watched that deer for half an hour or more and just let him do his thing. But I got overzealous. I'm yeah. like, I'm going like, to hit him with the call. You don't think he, that he, at that time you think, what do I got to do to get him here? I know. If that's I, I exactly what in. I had on my mind. Yeah. And you don't I even, said, and then afterwards you process it, go, ah, I should have just waited. I've done that lots with turkeys and stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, he's over there. I'm going to run all the way around on the edge of this woods and head him off. And if I'd have just sat there and waited an extra half an hour, he'd have walked by me anyway. And I had the time. I, there was yep. no reason for me. Maybe if I had to hit him with a couple grunts just to get his interest, but I grunted oh, and I grunted. Let me say, I always start with grunts. Yeah. You always start with grunts before you rattle. And, and they, if, if a big buck is looks, you don't need to do much more. No. Because and I've, I have that feeling as well. They're coming. They're just going to go around. It may not look like it, but they're going to go around about way. That's well, my, that's I'm, my other theory, but snort wheeze. I mean, it, it's just been solid for me. I, I, well, I, I listened to you before we went, went no, north. No, no. Did you do it? Yeah, I did. I did. I snort wheeze at that deer and he looked at that, the tent that I was in and he got, I grunted at him a couple of times and he didn't really pick his head up. Didn't really do much. Yep. So I grunted louder just to see if maybe I'd get his attention. And again, all this did not need to happen. Patience pay. Yeah, but I would have been doing it. I, I tell <laughs> yeah. you right now, I'd have been on him like white on. I'd been like, Hey, Hey you 
Yeah, get over here right now. This deer, this deer came into 92 yards. I had him on the range finder and he was broadside. He was broadside right at 92 yards with a rifle. Two days later, that sucker was in the back of the, uh, the ATV yeah. and gone. But I'm like, oh, you're not going to come in here. You're going to skirt me. You're going to go into the swamp to the north or to the south of me. And all of a sudden you're just gone. So grunt, 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 nothing. Snort wheeze, looks at the tent, snort wheeze again. And he did a 180 and was gone. <laughs> you didn't even really hesitate. Did he show he any gone. nervousness when you, before the snort wheeze? No, no, not, not at all. But uh, that's so bizarre. What I got thinking I've not heard was, that. What I got thinking was, hey, maybe he got beat up by a bigger buck. Oh, exactly that. <laughs> and there's there's a jerk in that area. Yeah, but I don't know. This this sucker was monstrous to me. Anyways, I mean, I'm not hunting the 280 or 400. Well, well, nine you, point buck. You talking? In, I don't. I know you just didn't mention inches. 280. Yeah, <laughs> I know you. Did. I did mention inches, and, <laughs> and and I did that for your benefit. Yeah, so no, no. Get, uh, there's no, no yeah, <laughs> no such thing. Nope. No. Nope. Solid nine. Solid nine. I shot two bucks one year back to back within 30 minutes of each other, both chasing does at 200 yards away. Snort wheeze brought them both within 30 yards instantly. Mm -hmm. I mean, stopped chasing the does, kept running, but ran right to me. Does went the opposite way, ran right to me at 30 yards. You get some strange deer. Both within half an hour apart. Different farm, this one. Hmm. Totally different area. But, but, but I mean, still, I mean the opposite way of my house from our black powder way, but anyway, but yes, no, I know you didn't mention inches points. Yeah. Why? Wait, wait, what do you got against inches? <laughs> same, same thing as last week. I telling you yeah. what I am. We're, we're old school now. I'm, I'm erratic. I'm on a mission. I'm going to make like a t-shirt, stop the inches or, or points matter or something. Yeah. Points only. I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired of the, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of the, the brainwashing. It's got to be inches, big inches. When my dad, I I still, I do. I remember to the day that, uh, when dad would come home and dad, did you get a deer? Did you get a deer? I come home from school and he was out black powder hunting and yep, I got a buck. How many points? How many points? And anything over eight was a big buck. Yep. Period. End of story. Full stop. Eight plus big buck. Well, let me tell you this. Just as a matter of curiosity, we at the, the hunt camp, you know, we're, we're a little different than what you guys do. If it's brown, it's down, doesn't apply to us up there. Oh, because no, we, I know, out, I know. Tagged out day one, maybe day two. <laughs> <laughs> we wait, right? And, and luckily, and I think I brought this up on the last podcast or maybe one before, but we, I got the fortune of having a doe tag for up in the area that we hunt. So what we've decided is the people that are fortunate enough to win the lottery get first opportunity to hunt a, to, to fill that doe tag till maybe Tuesday at noon. Okay. That's awesome. So everybody else hunts, hunts bucks that doesn't have a doe tag. And then Tuesday at noon, if that doe tag isn't filled, it opens up to the rest of the Alliance, which is what we call ourselves. The there. Alliance. The Alliance. I like it. Yeah, that, yeah, you seriously call yourselves the Alliance? We're the Alliance. See, we have, we call, I, I kind of said the inner circle. The inner circle. So many yeah. people say, Hey, can we hunt with you? Uh, you got to become a member of the inner circle. There's a lot of trust that has to be built there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the the Alliance this year is the Alliance. uh, I like it. And we've got uh, two doe tags. So we talked about it. We said, how are we going to do this? So by Tuesday at noon, if those doe tags aren't filled, everybody gets it opened up. Fair game. So if I shoot a deer, um, 
Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, bow hunting, whatever, that isn't uh, isn't a doe. We're gonna uh, we're gonna trophy hunt, and for us, like we don't trophy hunt based on inches. Our trophy hunt is six points or better. Six points or see that's respectable. I like that. Well, that's it. I mean, for us, we're we're looking at trying to be conservationists and trying to take what's what's right for the land. We've got four tags, two bucks, two does. So if if my da- my dad's got a doe tag, we really like to give him the the opportunity to put his tag on last because him being retired, living 15, 20 minutes away from the the, the camp, my mom hunts now. Mom doesn't have a doe tag. If they want to get out late season uh, when the snow flies or whatever, they're 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes from the camp. Go have a tag in your pocket. We shoot three deer between the four of us. That's enough meat, you know, and, and we're, we're, our trophy hunting, six points or better. Not 200 inches, not 180 inch deer, 350. I don't care. Our trophy six hunting, points six points or better. Brown fur. Yeah, well, that, that's true too. <laughs> I mean, when we talk about, we talk about filling tags and being meat hunters first. That that's their primary goal is to to put meat in the freezer, provide for our family, and yep. enjoy the opportunity of being in the bush. But once we, if I shoot a deer first, you know, on on Monday, let's give the other guys an opportunity to see something. That's right. Shoot something. That's and right. Go. Yep. And if we as a team, as an alliance, decide, hey, Bill, you've already shot a deer, but I tell you what, you see something six points or better, by all means, knock it down. And I'll put my tag on it. Okay. So. And if, Sorry, go go no go yeah, on because no, no. I'm gonna and, I'm gonna show our side of the, the sure. spectrum. And if but. if by if by Wednesday because we typically only hunt till Thursday, the guys pack up and go and they're, they're gone Friday. But if by by Wednesday afternoon Thursday we don't really have anything on the pole, we have another discussion. Go ahead, take something, take a spiker, take something to put put some meat in the full uh, pole and, and uh, yeah. fill some tags, put uh, fill the freezer right. So I have, I have no problem shooting a spiker. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, well, and Scotty's Scotty's praying for one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I will say that it is a, it's a relief for us on the black powder. So I will, I'm, I'm going to say it, that I'm a big buck hunter in bow. Uh, I just, and again, how many times have I said, it's going to sound arrogant. I've shot enough deer. I don't need to just take a doe to have a doe. I got a, I I still have a a freezer full of meat right now, just from the amount of of deer we've shot. And and I'm always cautious of eating it because I'm like, man, I can't get more until next season. And the next season comes up on us. And I'm like, the wife's going, you got to clean out and you get cooking some of that meat. And I'm like, Oh crap. And, and then dad's one guy, mom doesn't eat it. So I get a lot of his. And so we we, typically um, it's not for the meat. It, I hate to say it, but my bow is I'm going after the wall hanger, but it is such a relief. And folks, if you are a bow only hunter, I'm afraid that today's society has built it, that you got to be that big buck, QDMA, massive, blah, 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 hunter. And the pressure's on to only shoot big deer. And you're going to miss the opportunity to be excited to put down a deer. Period. Get your first deer, get your second deer, whatever it is, it, it, you're just going to miss that. And it's going to become such work because I will say the bow season for me, it is work. There's anxiety there. It's a lot because I'm chasing. I want that monster, right? I pass up 18 to 20 deer before black powder season that I could have put an arrow. I record them. They're 10 yards or five yards or sniffing my stand. I could have put an arrow through them. It's not bragging. It is what it is. I'm just trophy hunting. And it's such a relief to have that black powder week 
where we adopt my dad's theory, who's not with us tonight. He's uh, we were at the gun club earlier and he had to go have some supper, but he uh, to adopt that. If it's brown, it's down that he has always lived by. We are just as excited for everybody that shoots a doe that we are that shoots a buck. Now, you shoot a monster. I mean, we're going to be right there. But there is no loss of excitement when you walk up on your buddy, your dad, your brother-in-law, whoever, that shot a doe and you got a deer down. It's just, yeah, like it. And it's just, yeah, it is so same, awesome same that when that I, Monday I rolls around. Yeah, like it's just, yes, we got to, yeah, you're in the, you hear the gun go off. You're like, yes, it's on, yeah, right? Same. And you don't even care what it is. And nope. so- for us, we don't do that limit where it's, you know, bucks and then it's just, if it's, we're not shooting little fawns or if you can tell it's a button buck. And sometimes I said it last time, you can't really, sometimes you think that that's a doe, right? Like it's a, a good size button buck is the same as a good size doe. So yep. you may shoot a button buck. It happens lots, but I mean, it's still, it's, it's a good size deer. And so we're pumped. I mean, it's, it's down. And so that for me is such, if we didn't have that, yeah, I think bow hunting would become such work and such a pain in the butt. It's such a great reprieve to go out there and know, you know what? There's no there's no societal pressure. There's no Facebook or Instagram posts. There's no redneck country's got to shoot big deer to prove that they're hunters, nope. right? It, there's none of that. It's this is the week that we have set in stone forever that it's brown, it's down. I don't yeah. care, Scott, if you shoot a doe, dad, don't care no. if you shoot a doe. Put it down. Let's tag I've them. Said that lots. You and know what? Everybody, everybody out there needs to be decide what their own trophy is in ultimate, the ultimate. But if I see a doe in in uh, the gun season, bow season, even, and if it's legal, if I have a tag in my pocket, I'm excited and proud to be able to pull the trigger or not <laughs> if I choose not to, yeah. right? Well, and that's why and, I go live. To me, going yeah. live, it, it kind of subsides that for me because it's like, see, I could have shot you. Could have shot her. Yeah, I beat you in your environment. Right. I, I, know, I, which I is got the my phone up me. and I'm moving. I, yep. I, Yeah, like I, I could have shot you. Instead, I'm going to record you and wait for that monster buck. And, and yeah, I, a little guilty on that. I am. I am waiting on a big buck. But, yep. but yeah, but, but still, if I hadn't a shot a big buck, if I wasn't a big buck hunter, everything, I have no problem taking a doe. Absolutely. Every doe, and, every doe I take, I still get the shakes. Oh, absolutely. I'm not every, kidding. Every deer that walks up on me, I get the shakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true too. Right. Like it's crazy. And, and I've shot a doe with my bow. I mean, it was late season and we had that tag left, but, and Scotty will say a big mature doe, a big mature doe is harder to shoot than a big buck. Weary. Right. And, and honestly, yeah. Like when I shot, I've shot, I've shot a couple massive does. I mean, these things are huge and so proud that I shot these because I believe that they're harder to shoot than a big buck in the ruts, a dumb buck. Big mama does never go into the rut and get stupid. No, they're just, they're not stupid any time of the year. And they are more weary than you could ever imagine. They put on that high strutting walk, you know, that's danger walk and they ain't sticking around long. And so, yeah, no, it's to me, not. but, but yeah, I just think that society, Facebook, Instagram, all this big buck, big buck, big buck. And I know this has all been said and it's, it's now even saying that's becoming cliche, but you can't tell me that pressure's not on people when they start hunting that they've got to shoot a big deer trail camera pictures. Does anybody post a picture of doe and go look at the size of that doe now you don't see that crap look at how many deer i got on my trail camera 
You could have 48 does on your trail camera. You post that picture on Facebook. Nobody cares. You put up a, I'm going to say a 10 or 12 pointer, but to these people, you put up a 170 inch buck all of a sudden, whoa, look at that buck, blah, blah, blah. And that is driving me insane. Tell me the two pictures that I sent you outside the, there. When I looked at my camera, I sent you two pictures uh, of deer. The, you asked me, is that doe pregnant? <laughs> right? Because and is it yours? I was, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the woods stays in the, Now we know why Bill goes hunting alone. I, t- I take the ah. whole day. <laughs> nice. Now we know how you got poison ivy in some places. <laughs> so we wondered why we only had 42 podcasts and never had another one. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, nice. <laughs> but that deer on camera, I was excited to see a monster doe. Yeah. And I sent you the picture, right? Yeah. And I saw yeah. and I yeah. sent a picture to Scotty. I had a spiker on camera. I know that, that <laughs> and he doesn't believe like, they exist. Because the he doesn't believe it is. So every spiker I get on camera, I make a point. He told me to that. Send it to Scotty <laughs> to, to show him what, what what I got on camera. I mean, I did I did send you the solid 10 and I showed you the bear picture too. Because, I mean, I, it's just cool to see animals on, on camera. But I get excited if a doe walks past a six-point, a, a, you know, a spiker or whatever. I just love the opportunity to be out there and see the deer. And it, and we're in the countdown now, my friend. It's less than two weeks, and we'll be sitting in the stand with the uh, black powder or, or the single shot 30-odd six, which is what I use. And uh, seeing if we can make magic happen, right? Oh, it's gonna! I can't wait. It's it's yeah, it, yeah like it, and I, that that's what I. It's the it's it's the relief. Oh, I can shoot a deer, really, literally. It, it, I, you, you, I stop and think about it even more now, and hey, that's exactly what it is. Oh, that week is so special to us. And typically, I know guys that have quit hunting the black powder because they only want to bow hunt because they only want to shoot a trophy, and so they've just stopped. They've completely stopped the black powder because you're going to use a tag. Nope. I got to keep my tag. And to me, it's like, Oh, I get to use my tag. Yeah. Right? I get to shoot a deer because in the bow, I won't, I won't do it. I want that big trophy. Cause I, I can be out there so much this week. It's oh, pressure's off because dad says Brown it down. That's that. Yeah. Have a good day. Shoot it. And uh, I tell you, I tell you what, I, I, I love the whole process. And I, I think I've said this before, and uh, excuse me for if I'm repeating myself on this, but I love the whole process of sitting in the stand, pulling the trigger, or seeing the deer pulling the trigger. I don't care what it is. Getting down, the guys or the alliance getting together. The alliance. Tra- <laughs> tracking that because we all get together. My dad, my brother. Uh, TJ, which is a good friend of the family, it, it, you know, it, the four of us are up. We stop for a hunt. We get together, ladies and gentlemen. Track the deer. This deer has been brought to you by the Alliance. By the Alliance, there it is. <laughs> and then, but we get together, and, I, and this is the whole experience, my friend. This is what what really brings it all home for me and makes it You're makes absolutely it, you know, 100%. enjoyable. Yeah, we bring the guys together. We we find out where the bullet uh, was 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 sent. We, we look for it. We talk about it at the time. If oh, the I can't wait fallen. to share that story right on the radio. I'm coming over exactly. so you can tell yeah, me yeah. the story. Don't move. I want to know exactly where That's it came right. from and where you shot it. And yeah, all that jazz, right? All the blood trail right up to the animal, taking a couple pictures. We always uh, toast the animal right on the spot. Bring it, uh, you know, cut your tag, get right on the spot. Go back to camp. It, the it, Supper is late that night because you had to, to get the 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 
the field dressing and hanging the deer and yeah. you know having a drink after the the hunt's over while we're t- retelling the story of who shot or what who saw what but I, it just I, I can't express enough how how much that just warms me up thinking about it right yeah oh and i know now i'm all pumped i'm not gonna sleep tonight it's a, no it's a good yeah. gig it's a good gig and that's yeah that's why it's the controversial thing of that it drives me nuts. Inches gone. We're going back to yeah. points. We're going back to that old school Brown. It's down and, and, and get hunting for what it was meant to be. Right. Like it just quit making it a trophy thing. Quit making right. it a, and, and I, and I do, I mean, Stop don't get putting me wrong. pressure on yourself. But it, if I didn't have that week, I probably would quit hunting. And, and as much as a deer, like Bo, it's just too much work. And that's why I say I, I can't wait for snow so we can go hunt rabbits because rabbits, I don't do scent control and, oh, you know, I got to wash my clothes and I got to, I got to make sure I have a shower before I go out and all this jazz. And no, man, rabbits, we just go have fun. Just and, go and that's the reprieve too. Right. So yeah, that's my, that's my gig. It's, I think it's just social media. Can I say that? It could be. <laughs> I, I really do. I, cause I, I shared it last podcast. I'm going to say it again, that it, it I, I read on social media, actually, I, and I know a quote from a famous hunter that said, if if you're hunting for any other reason, you got to hunt like nobody will find out. And that's yep. when you're hunting for the right reason, because it's just that's a it. social media thing and it just drives me nuts. And then it's the it's the whole you know, everybody want to be famous. Everybody's now starting up a, a hunting club or crew or wants to be a TV show and and all that jazz. And I actually had some emails wanting to know what the TV show was that I mentioned last week that solicited us. And I, I wouldn't respond to that. And uh, I wouldn't call out that non-hunter that uh, yeah. wanted to have a TV show and use actual hunters to make a TV show because that's just ludicrous. But that kind of stuff is just drives me insane. If if you have only shot animals, oh, I'm going to say something really controversial, Bill. You might hate, hate me on this one. It's okay. <laughs> but if you, I, I, I believe if you've only shot animals on a guided hunt and don't get me wrong, you know, I'm, I'm against waterfowl guides in my area just because I waterfowl hunt in my area. I'm going to be straight transparent. I don't want guys waterfowl hunting my area that are paying places and not letting, and then stealing the land from me. <laughs> That's straight selfish. We don't charge. We will bring anybody that wants to go waterfowl hunting and we want to keep it that way. So I, but I, I do believe guides have a place. Nick, Obermach is a guide for, for muskie and walleye and we use them and love them and he knows his jazz. And so I'm not a great fisherman from that aspect, nor would I give anybody fishing advice on Facebook because I've done it, but I don't consider myself a master at it or intelligent enough to be able to form people's way of doing it. And therefore I don't. But I do on deer, I do on duck and goose because I do it a lot. And I be, feel after 20 plus years, I think I got a handle on it. We've been successful. I got pictures to back it up. And so when I see people and, and it, a little bit drives me nuts that they've only ever shot. If you've only ever shot animals on a guided trip, guided goose hunt, duck hunt, you're, you know, you're paying for a guided whatever hunt. And that's the only time. I mean, it's great to do it once in a while. But are you a hunter if it's only time you've shot animals? Or are you like a vacationist? Like, I I think my mother, who hates, hates, would never go hunting in a million years. Just can't stand hunting season in general. And she's always like, no, it's hunting season. Your wives become widows. I remember when you guys were young and your dad was always gone and blah, 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 blah. But if my mom paid a guide and went and shot an animal, 
She ain't a hunter. She's a vacationist. She went to a, yeah. a resort somewhere, even though it's in Southern Ontario and paid somebody to go shoot a turkey. She ain't a hunter. She's just that meant that guide is a hunter. He put her on a turkey and put a non-hunter on a turkey. Much respect to you guides that can do that. But that person paying, if that's all you've done, it's great again to do it every now and then. You don't have the land. It's tough to get permission. You it's don't good. have the time. It's, I guess that's a good go ahead, that you put but, on there, right? Because I tell you what, if, if I had an opportunity to do a guided caribou hunt or uh, an elk hunt or something. You're still a hunter. I, well, I was just going to say, you're I not an elk hunter, but you're still a hunter, no, no. right? Yeah. I don't have that opportunity to hunt elk in Southern Ontario. Well, I kind of do, but it, it's a yep. long process. Yeah. yeah but anyways, I'm with you. It, just to say that or to hunt caribou or to hunt black bear, I, I if I hunt, if I shot a black bear, it's because it walked out in front of me during a deer hunting season and I had a black bear tag in my pocket. <laughs> not, I'm not hunting <laughs> black bear. Yep. You know what I mean? So if I, if I wanted to, to harvest a black bear, I would probably uh, go to a guide to do that, but I'm not, a. am not, you're not, not redneck country's not jumping on no Facebook going, Hey, we're going to put on, no, no, a, no. we're going to put on a show and teach you how that's to hunt right. bear. That's exactly <laughs> we don't know. I'm, say, I'm willing to I admit am, it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a clue. I'll come on the podcast the next week and say, Hey, look, Todd, this is what I learned. Yeah. I'm not a black bear hunter. I don't know. I don't have the time to put the bait down or the, you got her. The, whatever. Yeah. But that's not the only hunting I do. You got her. You're a hunter. Yeah. You're not a black I'm bear a hunter. hunter. No. I, I'm I'd with you. Shoot a black bear. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> uh, and I could tell you a lot on how to hunt trout. Could I tell you how to catch a lake trout in the lake? No freaking way. It's yeah. browns in a stream for me. And I could, I, I, I've done it long enough that I could probably teach and tell and give tips and tricks and take you and get you to catch some. So I consider myself a trout fisherman but not a lake trout fisherman. I wouldn't know the first thing. Hence, I would go with Nick Obermach. I've never caught a muskie. I'll go with him to catch muskie because that guy knows he is a muskie hunter. Yep. So yeah, it just, and it's my rant. It's my end, end with a rant, but that's what it is. It drives me nuts, this social media stuff. And that's why I say it's, it's, I've now taken a stance, no more inches, only points. And I am yep. so irritated when I see all these posts and, and, and we like, we do a trap shooting clinic. I'm really going to rant a little bit. And, and I've been through, I'm certified shotgun coach. And I've said before, it's just a piece of paper. I go out to any big shotgun shoot and I can see, 10 people, eight different stances. And all 10 of those have the ability to break a hundred straight at an ATA shoot. So which one's right? Which one's wrong? I ain't going to tell them which one's right and which one's wrong. So it is just a piece of paper. But if you've got somebody that's never really shot trap, never really won a competition, never really, but yet here they are putting on a shooting competition clinic to teach you how to professionally or whatever their terminology is. That irritates me. <laughs> that yep. It gets it. Yeah, and I, I get, get it. And there's other people. I get messages like crazy. Are you seeing this? And it's like the whole form and everything is like, what the flip that I've seen eight different forms from 10 different shooters, but that ain't one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the worst freaking thing I've ever. Are you, are you trying to, uh, somebody got a start pistol? Are you about to do laps around the trap field? Is that what you're getting ready for? That's what it looks like. So that kind of stuff. I, I got a rant, pet peeve. It drives me nuts, but that's, it's social media. I think social that's media it. has you're done this. Likes. It's yeah, it drives me insane. And I swear I'm going to get, uh, uh, and, and no disrespect for good looking women that actually can hunt. Cause I know you're out there. 
I've seen the posts. I've even commented on some that, holy crap, you impress. I'm going to mention one. Diane Hunter, she's on my Facebook. And I believe that's the name. And it's just off the, she's out West in Canada, but out West. And this, I've actually messaged her and just said, Hey, I don't even know you from a whole I don't even know how I got on Facebook, how we became friends on Facebook. It, it maybe from, I run a bunch of groups and maybe from that, maybe, maybe CWTF, maybe something like that. I don't even know how maybe an archery thing. So I know she's sponsored by some archery stuff. I don't even know how, but I've actually said to her, I said, there's a lot of people and, and especially women that are on Facebook that are like, I'm a hunter and it. And like, okay, show me the pics of what you've shot and harvested. And you get like a pick of one Turkey and it's a Jake or something like that. That is it. But yet they're a professional hunter. And I'm like, come on, you look good in a bikini. Let's just get real. That's what it is. This woman, she puts down deer. She puts down like everything. I do bear and the whole nine year and is a like a champion. So they do exist, but it's the flip side that drives me insane. And I've, I've mentioned this. I almost yeah, brought and it and up. I think when we what, had, what that does you know, from a women's perspective, and I don't want to get too deep in this because we're running out of time. Oh, yeah. And this is, this will get some hate mail. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I was going to bring it up when we had Monica and, and uh, Michelle on, uh, because I know those are two women that can slay the smack down on yeah, animals sure. and know what they're doing. And you talk to them, they're educated hunters and they get irritated as well. I know they do with some and of these others that they exactly act like where I was gonna go it, it is fake book. They, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a professional hunter. Really? What have you shot? Show me some pictures. Whoa. Look at my bikini. <laughs> Sorry, Bill, but you I cut you off. You were going to say, <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that's exactly where I was going to go. I mean, it, it gives the, the people that are, are trying to be out there, men, women, whoever, a bad name. Like it, we're not, I'm not out there for likes on Facebook. I'm out there to have a good time. And if that means that I can tell my story and somebody can get a good laugh out of, out of a mistake I made or, a, or, or get a Holy smokes, that's awesome for something I've done. Right. Then that's what I'm there for. I'm not, but I'm not going to change the way I hunt because I'm that's worried it. about getting the like, the laugh or the, I, I just, I'm the almost guy. Perfect. Yeah, I'm the almost. You own it. You own that stuff. <laughs> right. Sorry, I'm laughing off mic. Hold on. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. No, and I'm the same. And I do have an ego, so don't get me wrong. I love posting stuff and and watching and seeing how many likes I get and stuff. But I'm not gonna act like I'm a pro. I'm not gonna act like I'm sponsored by this, that, and anything else, and and pretend I'm I'm something I'm not, or start giving advice on things I don't know about. I can. Yeah admit i don't know anything about walleye fishing that is why i pay a guide to take me walleye fishing or i go on my own and don't catch much no but you got some good stories and you learn stuff well and, and eventually you, maybe i will become maybe. a walleye fisherman that can now i've got stories to call back on but don't i know i i can even get more we one of our first trap shooting clip no 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 it was uh an intro to women's goose hunting waterfowling days we did out at the club and so we had and i had a guy message me that was starting up a, a brand that they were waterfowl hunters and all this stuff and i'm like okay they're like we want to come out and help and i'm like well I, I, there's me that's I've, I've done it for darn near 20 years scotty is way older than me so he's done it for like 30 years my dad's yeah. done it for like 50 plus so combined we're over a hundred years of experience that are going to be teaching. We've got the decoys. We've got the guns. We've got the place. We're going to do it. We, we, we've got all of that. What do you guys bring to the table that we can't, we, we, we don't supply already. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to you guys help it. We love, would love help, but I'm very cognizant of this. So I, I'd be like, well, 
oh, we got sponsorship letters we did up, so we'll send you those sponsorship letters. I'm like, you got what? Not it. <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay, I don't judge. Let's let's see it. So they fire it to me. I'm reading this. It's like my grandfather. I remember when I was young, my grandfather would bring home ducks. And so last year, I decided to follow in his footsteps and start hunting. Last year? Last year you started. So I've got women that are coming out that have hunted last year. <laughs> maybe you should, maybe we should just make this co-ed and you should take this course with them. And so they got a little mad at me. I'm not going to lie. So at that point I was just like, all right, let's call a spade a spade. Like, huh? And I'm like, you guys just got a logo made. You got some t-shirts made. You guys want to come out and parade around a bunch of people that want to get into waterfowling that are going to pay good money to learn this stuff. And so, so you can walk around like your big shots with your logo on your shirt and act like you know what you're doing. Like, let's, let's be real. Let's build You want to build your brand and walk around like you know what you're doing. It was like crickets. Well, then they got even more mad at me. <laughs> I shouldn't say they. Yes, one person. Gonna... One person of the group. And now they've disbanded and everything else. But that one person got really, really, really heated at me. And then every post I made on Facebook, they were on me. And I just laughed because I, I, I just called it how it was. Now, I did say, hey, we don't claim to be professional callers because I don't believe you need to be. So I've never put that horsepower into learning how to call geese the way that they would in a competition on stage or like ducks, like in Stuttgart, Arkansas, because I don't believe you need to, but if you guys can call by all means, but if you've only hunted for a year, I'm thinking that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But anyway, yeah, we want to reach out. We want to reach out and uh, get you some said questions. It. Thank you for bringing right. that. That's the, and that's what we're redneck country because we're getting, uh, yeah, that's what, on a time. positive note. That's what redneck country is all about. Build community. And just because you haven't done it, now's the time to do it especially now in covid what else are you doing get out learn to shoot learn to hunt and i mean you got lots of years to become a professional at it start now that's it right everybody started somewhere oh my gosh ask us anything we're still learning and we still learn i mean even when we take new people hunting and and like scotty's nephew's now starting to hunt his first year and so he'll ask questions and i'm like you know what I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. I mean, we've, so let's we've figure this out. I'm not really put a, put, a, we put a lot of thought and time in, into our craft. And we're still learning every day too. Right? And you still so, learn. You still learn. Yeah, Absolutely. My dad see. still I, learns. Yeah. I, I'd love to see for next week, next week's podcast. Maybe we can have a little question and answer. You know what? Let's do it. Let's bring, put it out there. Anybody that's that. made it this long into the podcast, we're like an hour and 15 minutes or whatever it is right now. Anybody yeah. that wants email us Facebook message, redneck country, whatever, however you get a hold of us, message us your questions. I like that bill. Any question, one for my dad, uh, 10 for my dad, yeah, for bill, for me, anything. And, and you can get personal. I don't even care. Nothing is off the table. Ask whatever you want. That doesn't even have to be hunting, fishing, shooting, rodeoing related. It can be anything. I like this. Ask us questions. Yeah, no, Ask us. I mean, open up a little bit. And then depending on where, what we get, where we go, we'll answer anything that you guys got to say out there. And I like it. Hopefully we can learn from you. And if there's something that, that uh, we don't know. I'm an open I'm book. Not, Shoot us an email. You know, Podcast I'm at good. the redneck country.com. Podcast at the redneck country.com. Ask it. You want to come on and ask us live. We will answer anything. I like this. I'm a little scared, but I'm an open book. I'm transparent King. So let's do it. Let's do it. All right. It's a spot to uh, to wrap her up. Yeah. I appreciate your time tonight, Bill. Thank you for letting me rant the last 10 minutes in a positive way.
hey, this is what we do. Get inches don't matter. Get it out. Yeah, that's right. Inches don't matter. It's all about points. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>